the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. Good Sunday afternoon, family. This is Minister Dion uh, here to fulfill my mother's place. She couldn't be in today, but she sent you guys her love. She sent you guys her prayers. She wants you all to remain encouraged and steadfast in the word. Uh, the the thing that I was uh, thinking about this week, and you know, the word keeps me up late. Uh, the word wakes me up early. It moves with me all throughout the day, as we all as it as it does for all of us when you make your heart available. Uh, it, it spoke to me, and I heard the word say. Get from before me, I never knew you. And so this is what Jesus was trying to convey unto those who who he gave the, the parables unto and said and saying, If you deny me before man, I will deny you before my father. Many will come to me and say, Lord, we, we cast out demons in your name we did this in your name we did that in your name and he will ultimately have said depart from me i never knew you and so whether you believe in the existence of god or not when we all appear before them i'm speaking of the father and the son there's going to be a phrase no one wants to hear depart from me I never knew you. Children teaches us a lot about our human nature due to their fundamental conscience, their basic understanding and their lack of world experience, which is to say, you know, this would be the closest to innocence anyone will ever get on his or her own. My mother would always tell us or implore us to not be in a rush to grow up or to be grown. He, she said that you'll be grown, you'll be an adult longer than you're going to be a child. But even in speaking to a child, the worst thing you can tell them is no. You tell a child no, they're subject to go into a fit, into a rage. They may, like my daughter, I roll you. It give you all types of attitude because no child wants to hear no. Why is this? By design, we were never meant to be denied. By design, we were never meant to be denied. Our father has said unto us, all these trees you may freely eat of. 
Have dominion over the plants. Have dominion over the animals. Have dominion over all things that I've committed unto you. So we were designed for yes and amen. So where did no come into the picture? And why do we push back against it? Well, in the consumption of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the, the fall of man and sin. This, this, this is where man is choice in what to deny or accept. What are you saying, minister? No. Did not exist in man. Or to man until we ate of the knowledge or the knowing of good and evil. And so when we consumed of this tree, this created a division within ourselves. We were made in his image, correct? And Second Timothy chapter two, verse 13 says, he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. So if we are made in his image, we are not designed to deny ourselves. This is why we seek pleasure. This is why we seek happiness. This is why we try to set up a life that can give us a, 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 a great experience of yay and amen. Because that's what we were designed to live in. Freedom and yay and amen. But when we have to deny ourselves, this becomes problematic due to our nature of not wanting to be denied. So when they ate of the tree of knowledge or the knowledge of good and evil, now there has to be a decision made. We were never meant to decide, but now we have faced with decisions day in and day out. And now I have to deny myself and pick up my Lord. I have to reduce myself. I have to say no to my fleshly desire, no to my wants in order to get what I ultimately need in him. Okay, I know what some of you have thinking if you if you've been listening to me, listening to me and following me. But minister, they were denied the tree of knowledge. Okay, yes, God said all these other trees, including the tree of life that was in the midst of the garden, you can freely eat of, but this tree right here. So yes, they were actually they actually were denied the tree of knowledge. They were denied the tree of no. They were denied the tree of denial. <laughs> they were denied the tree of denial. So why would God put this no in the garden and say yes, eat of it? That doesn't make sense. And family, to to bless you and bring you in and, and bring you in a little deeper. We have to understand that God had already set our best interest in heart. He already he already set our best interest in our heart. Amen. 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 Mother, you always would tell us. Mm. You would always tell us this, that. When God says yes, 
Can't no man say no. Can't no man say no. And God said yes from the beginning. Yeah. And if he said yes from the beginning, mm. that means there was there's going to be a yes in the end. Amen. Amen. So again, family, all things in him are possible. This is why he says this, because all things in him is yes. Yeah. But we have to continue to move in him. Let me throw this out there. Just because God told them no in the eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that did not mean that they did not have dominion over it. Yeah. It was in the garden. It was in the midst of the garden. And all things in that garden belonged to them. And all things in that garden, they had dominion over. Amen. Just because they couldn't eat of it yeah. did not mean that they didn't have control of it. Amen. Did not mean that they did not have control of it. Because he gives us that. And he's still giving us that. And even greater control even now and even still in the blood of the Lamb. You know, um, John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made. You understand? And then he's a God that's so loving and so kind to us that he gave of himself a great light, a light that we may have ability to see. You know, Second Corinthians tells you to examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Or do, not, or do you not realize this about yourself? that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. It's a test, family. Amen. And every test is going to real a testimony. And, and, and in it all and through it all, we must know and be convinced. We have to be convinced of this thing called Jesus Christ, this person. You got to be convinced of the salvation that has come to you. You can't be flip-flopping out here, fanning in the wind. We have to know and understand because he will say, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal life prepared for the devil and his angels. Amen. And just like he prepared places for us, he had, he had prepared a place for the because it was originally, hell was prepared for the devil. It was not prepared for the people. But now we have an option, even still, to make a choice. Amen. Amen. To make a choice, to choose life. He said, I said before you, life and death, choose life. So we have to come into a place of examining ourselves. I mean, we're going to hear word, hear word there. Both going to reason it how they want to. But the Lord, even the Lord say, why do you call me Lord and do not what I tell you to do? You understand? Because, again, it comes back to what your heart desires and obeying his word as it is written. I tell you folk all the time, you got to taste him for yourself. You got to draw nigh unto him that he may draw nigh unto you. You have to desire. He said, when you seek me, when you seek me, you shall find me when you seek me with all your heart and with all your mind. Nobody wants to walk this life out only to get to the gates of heaven and say, get from and hear Jesus say, get from before me. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. You understand? This is our stage right here. This is our time and opportunity to draw near to him, to repent, to turn from our wicked ways. Yes, we want to do it our way. Yes, it's hard to deny ourselves, just as my baby has stated. But the greatest denial is the denial of Jesus Christ as the son of God. Amen. Because then you working against everything that is contrary to his word, because no, there's no other way to the father, but through the son and through the blood. You understand? And contrary to what this world is saying about it, family, 
you got to choose what you're going to believe, who, who what, what report you're going to believe. You understand? And I know that there's many false teachers out here and false prophets, and we, and we understand that. And he let us know that ahead of time. Jesus don't just put you in the game without a game plan. The coach is not going to put the players out there on that field without a playbook. We have 66 books to guide us and to lead us in the way of truth and in the way of hope, and not just for ourselves, but to reach back and get others to encourage them to know that there is a God who sit high in heaven, whose son came down and laid his life down for us. Hallelujah. So we won't have to hear, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Hallelujah. You curse people. Hallelujah. The greatest curse ever is the rejection of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us as a people, as a nation, as a world. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we need to celebrate this every day. We can't just wait till the holidays roll in and all of a sudden, because now it's commercialized, we need to celebrate what was given to us and not only to us, but for the us's that's come behind us. You understand? Children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, whole nations and generations of people that are being born. We have passed this thing on as it has been given unto us to do. We don't want to hear depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. You heard me? We don't want to hear, I never knew you. Amen, amen, amen. I take you guys to Matthews, mm. chapter 25, verse 14. I'm going to read, I'm going to read uh, verse 14 through 30, but it's going to be a, a little bit more paraphrased due to our time here. But verse 14 opens up and says, for the kingdom of heaven, for the kingdom, for the kingdom of heaven, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one, he gave five talents to another mm. two and to another one, each one according to his own ability. And then he left. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded them, made another five. Likewise, he who had the two traded them, made two more. But the one who had went, but the one who had one talent had went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Hmm. After a long time, that Lord came back to those servants. And so he who had received the five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. Likewise, the, the, the servant with the two talents came back with two more talents and said, here, Lord, I've uh, multiplied for you two more talents. And to both these servants, the Lord said, well done, mm. you good and faithful servant. Yeah. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I will make you rule over many things. If you have been faithful because you have been faithful over few, I'm going to make you over many things. Yes. Then he who had received the one talent came to the Lord and said, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that mm-hmm. I reap and you knew that I've sown. You knew that I've gathered, ski, uh, gathered, and scattered, uh, gathered seed where I have not scattered. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers at least. And at my coming, I would have received back my my own with interest. Therefore, take talent from him. Therefore, the, the master uh, took the talent from him and gave it to the one with the ten. Yes. And he told that certain that servant, 
get from before me and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom. Jesus never came preaching Jesus. Jesus never came talking about himself. He always he always came talking about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is like. And so, family, we have all been given. Talents, we have all been equipped with a work to do. Mm. And this work that needs to be done is for the kingdom of God. It's for the multiplying. God created us to be fruitful and multiply. When you have a fruit, the seed is in the very center of that fruit. And so when that fruit is ate of or cut open, that seed can be redeposited Mm -hmm. into the ground in order to bring up another tree and establish more fruit. And so unlike the, the other two servants, one servant kept his talent buried or hidden or no one can see it. Mm. So we can receive of this gift of salvation. Yes, we can. Yes, we ought to. Mm. But like an actual gift, if you just receive of that gift, are you going to leave it wrapped? Are you going to open up and see what it is and see how it can be used? Mm, yeah, and so this is how we serve and worship. This is how we get the well done. There are Semitic words used for the word "no" that it suggests a, a sexual nature. Like, for example, in the in, in uh, the Bible where it says uh, that Mary was a virgin and Joseph or no other man had never known her. Yes. A synonymous Hebrew word to our English word no is the word yada. The word yada means praise. We mentioned this last week, and I take you to Psalms 22, verse 3. God inhabits the praises of his people. Inhabit means to live or dwell in a place as a people. This is the only place in the Bible where we can penetrate and enter into, where it says we can penetrate and enter into God. And then he sent his spirit so he can enter in and live inside of us. Yes. Praise is not only in your in your shouting or or in your dancing, but in your work. When you do what you are created to do, when the eagle takes flight, it is praising and worshiping God because it does what it's created to do. When a fish navigates, navigates and swims yes. in the seas, it is praising God because it is doing what it's called to do. When a lion roars, when a dog barks, when yeah. a cat meows, when a singer sings, when a musician plays, when a lawyer uh, govern, when the lawyer goes forth with law, when a doctor uh, doctors, you are doing when you are doing what you are created to do, yes. what you are positioned to do, what you are placed in him, dwelled in him to do, you are worshiping God. This is an experience unlike any other experience. This yes. is such an intimacy with God. We said earlier in our message, intimacy the, the, determines proximity. 
Intimacy determines proximity. The word intimacy means in the state of honoring God. So if I can honor God with my work and the things and the position that he placed me to do that work, I am, again, bringing myself closer to God and and intimacy. He said, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Show me your work. Amen. Show me your word. James says faith without works is dead. So let faith be the foundation by which you build and work upon. In other words, an abiding faith. Uh, and abide in faith, abide in, in me, and I will abide in you. You know, um, God is just so sweet and so merciful. His hands are stretched out. You know, but First John 3 and 9 says, uh, no, bo- no one born of God makes a practice of sinning, but God sees, abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. And, and those, that, that's where you have to examine the clarity of your whole being, period. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's the foundational principle that you are born of God. That's why it's imperative that you be born again. We may be have we may have listeners that are not yet received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They just going through the station and heard us talking and stopped on it. But I want to encourage you all to know that there's great reward, there's great benefits as coming in as children of God by confessing Him as your Lord and Savior. You understand, believing that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died, that God raised Him up, and and if you believe this in your heart, and He said, if you confess it with your mouth, you shall be saved. This is the coming into real life, eternal life. The eternal promise is eternal life. That's the real promise. That's the ultimate promise. All these other things are perks and benefits along the way. He did not promise us good health all the way. He did not promise that we were going to all be rich. You understand? He did not promise everybody was going to reach and attain the dreams that they so desire. But nevertheless, he said, I promise you eternal life. Life with me forever and in me forever. And it starts right here in earth. Let your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. You understand? And we have to begin to draw down this heavenly kingdom into this earthly realm by way of, first of all, repenting, turning from our wicked way and turning our hearts towards the word of truth, towards God. Not even having to understand. He didn't call us all together for understanding. You'll get that along the way. You heard me. But you must believe. Even though I, it's a lot I don't understand, but I believe it anyhow because of its purpose that it functioned in. You understand? And I will only re- the real purpose for every human being is to praise and worship God, to come back into that intimate place as Minister Dion was speaking on with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Him being the center of it all, and He He'll magnify you, He'll He'll multiply you, He'll advance each one to teach one, to reach one, that we all become one. Why, Minister Robbie? For the advancing of the kingdom of God, that no one be left behind at the return of our King of Kings for his great church. He coming back for his family, and we got to be ready. We Time is far past, and we got to get off this milk. We got to get on the treadmill. We got to get off these treadmills. We got we to gotta move forward. We got to move fast, you heard me? So don't tarry, family. Come in to the fold. Come in and into that place of peace and serenity where you can be led according to his word. In this world, we're going to have tribulations, but he said we ought to be of good cheer. And we're waiting for you. The Lord is waiting for you. And there's a great call for you this day, today, when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Amen. We extend an invitation to you all. Salvation mm. determines your entrance but on the other side of salvation how you use those gifts how you open up those gifts determines your experience of heaven (laughs) we'll get there next week make it plain babe but now family if you have not please do 
receive of your gift that you may be opened. Mm. If you are ready to receive of salvation, please repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe you hung, bled, and died in my place. You, the Son of God, then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord Jesus, you are welcome in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I received you this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Family, if you just uttered those words, heaven is rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. The kingdom of heaven is now at hand right here, right before you, right in your heart. Does he want to come in and make himself king, make himself Lord, make himself a confidant, make himself a friend, make himself a mother that you never had, make himself the father that you never had? He says, I knock on the door. Open up your heart. Allow him in. Family, we love you. We love you. And until next time, one One voice, voice, I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.